Hi friends, this is Jeff. Thank you for tuning in to the Unchained Gospel Podcast, where we let the lion out of its cage in order to set the captives free from theirs. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in for part three of our Ephesians series. We're going to pick up in Ephesians chapter 2. Again, I always want to encourage you to read the full passage so you can get the context of what we're going to talk about. We're looking specifically at what is said between Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10. But we're going to highlight just a few verses for the sake of time. Ephesians 2 verses 4 and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Have you ever tried to do something good to make up for something you did that was bad? Those of us who have grown up in some sort of religious system have come to adopt this methodology in order to please God. That's where mere religion falls short. Religion is man's attempt to earn God's favor by completing a set of do's and don'ts. We think that because of the wages of our sin is death, then obviously the wages of our good works must be eternal life through salvation, right? Wrong. You see, the one underlying truth throughout all of Scripture is the fact that God decided to love us regardless of whether we've responded to his love or not. That's where grace comes in. God loves us so much that he rewards us according to the work of his Son completed on the cross, and not according to our own works. How could God lavish such extravagant benefits on one who up until now had only acknowledged him with enmity? There's nothing harder to comprehend than the grace of God. It's human nature to want to bring something to the table. We're trained from a very young age to be independent, to carry our own weight, if you will. That's why God's grace confounds the great minds of this world, while a simple child is somehow able to grasp it. It would have been enough for God to have only shown us mercy by not punishing us according to our sins. Instead, he chose to lavish his grace upon us, neither of which we deserve, which is why we run into trouble. Because we don't deserve God's grace, we take it upon ourselves to try to earn it or pay God back for it. God's grace will never be the byproduct of man's labor. The minute we get our hands in the mix is when we begin to say to him that his grace is insufficient and therefore grace is no longer grace, as it says in Romans eleven six, If God needed us to make grace work, then it wouldn't be able to stand on its own, and therefore it would not be sufficient to save us while we were his enemies. Because we are enemies of God before we are saved, then we obviously don't play a factor in his grace. God prepared a way for his enemies to become his children. He orchestrated and executed this master plan from before the foundation of the world so that no one could ever claim that they had something to do with it. The only thing we have to do is accept the free gift of his grace. Now, there's another side of grace that Christians seem to misunderstand as well, and Paul addresses it in the book of Romans. People begin to use the grace of God as a license to sin rather than as a springboard to holiness. Paul says, God forbid... Before God's grace, we were dead in our sin, but now, by God's grace, we are dead to sin. If God's grace is able to free us from the power of sin, why would we continue in it? These are truly convicting words, even as I say them. It's all by grace because God knows the heart of man. We are proud, insolent people who shook our fists at God in rebellion. This is what makes his grace so unfathomable. 
We were his enemies, yet he delivered his son to die for us by his grace. We were destined for hell because of our sinful nature, yet he made a way for us to be saved by his grace. If only we could grasp the concept of God's grace, then we would stop our negotiating, stop our sinning, and start living according to the amazing grace by which we've been saved. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Tune in next week for part 4 as we continue on in our Ephesians series, but until then, let the lion... The gospel of Jesus Christ let it out of its cage in order to set the captives free from theirs. Godspeed.